Do you test your partner to make sure they're smart enough or remember enough things about you or know your middle name or your favorite color? I I'm, I'm promise you that they're testing you every single day. So testing is natural and unavoidable. Today I'm going to teach you what to do about it and how to make those tests a tool for growth instead of a tool or a weapon to kind of lock you guys in a power struggle. My name is Dr. Asel Romanelli and this is The Potential State and today we're in Own Your Shit 22. Testing your partner is natural. Just let them know. So we always test our partner. We want to make sure they're good enough, they're worth our time, they're worth our commitment, they're strong enough, they're smart enough, they're handsome enough, whatever that is. And then it's unavoidable and it's natural, it's a defense mechanism. Anybody that comes close to us, I have to make sure that they're good, but maybe not too good or not, not too bad. They need to be just the right amount. Stop denying it, okay? Sometimes you want them to succeed, right? I want them to succeed in the test because that means that she, she or he or they are worth it. They're smart, they're good, they gain a respect. I made a good choice, Whew, I can relax. But many times I want them to fail. Why do I want them to be failed? Either because I'm angry at them and I want to belittle them, or I actually want to feel better about myself. I want to, be, I want to feel like I'm smarter or like I retain more information or I'm more sensitive or more popular. And that's called borrowed functioning. I'm taking away their energy. So I'm testing them. They fail. I feel better about myself. And therefore, I keep doing these tests. Couples that are in a tense place, what we call negative sentiment override, where everything that is said is being translated negatively, constantly test their partner. And they constantly wish that the partner will fail. Why? Because then they have justification why that partner is bad and why they shouldn't be intimate, why they shouldn't be vulnerable. It normalizes a very tense relationship. And if we refer back to the episode of the spiral of wanting, testing is a form of expecting. It's a less differentiated, less aware, less verbal way of communicating. So how do you avoid testing? The answer is you don't because you're doing it all the time. Actually, what you need to be doing, you need to be verbalizing it with a thick layer of play, because I'm reminding you, play is the lube of life. Play helps us verbalize tests and make them something that we can grow from and not just shy away from. And both of you need to own your shit, because you're gonna be doing it, it's happening already, so instead of denying it or minimizing it, bring it to the front. So I'm gonna give several examples and then tips how can you use these tests better in your relationship? The first um, example is from the clinic. A husband who was trying to appease his wife after a long, long, tense period between them, he wrote, he gave her a poem for the new year. He gave it to her and then he started testing her to see whether she will react to it, whether she will give him, give her back, give him back a poem and she didn't and she failed his test. And he didn't tell her about that until we were back in the couple therapy session. And then she failed. And once again, she proved for the millionth time how she's not a serious partner and she does not want to be together. And therefore, there is proof that he is innocent, that he is the martyr. Another example from my marriage, quite often I test Galit, my wife, on concepts that we've been developing here in the past year. The Holy Trinity of blocking, the spiral of wanting. And if somebody's talking to us and they ask us, what do you mean by the Holy Trinity of blocking? I will turn to her and I'll say, Galit, can you please answer that? Now we've been doing this long enough that I'll add a little play and I will say test number 7422-467, which is our, my playful way of saying I'm testing you, but this is in a playful way. Because there is a part of me that wants to know, can she verbalize these concepts? Can, does she get it like I get it? 
And oftentimes, Gilly will have a very interesting um, reaction to it. I'm going to describe that later in the tips. Okay. And the last example of test is with your kids. You're constantly being tested by your kids. Are you going to give half of the chocolate and half to the other kid? Are you going to do what you promised you're going to do? They're always testing you. And you're always testing your kids. Did they brush their teeth? You tell them, go brush your teeth. And then you peek to see, did they really brush their teeth? So testing is a natural and normal way that we do in relationships. So why are we so afraid of it in our intimate relationships? Why? So here are a few tips how you can use tests to your advantage. First of all, recognize when you test. Call yourself on it. Just like I do to Galit, on a good day, I can say test number 7,400, or if she recognizes that I'm testing her before, I even, she can call me on it. She can say, you are testing me number. And the, the reason we use a very big number is we're normalizing the fact that the test will never end. It's a never-ending test. You keep having to prove yourself again and again. And it's not something bad. It's just part of life. So let's add a little play for it. Play to that. So just a bit more bearable. When your partner does it, you call them on it. You call them that you're testing. And then you have two options. You can either go choose to do that test, either because you want to or you see that it's important for your partner. And then I'm suggesting add a little layer of play and say, challenge accepted and go for it. Give it everything. Give the answer. Try to guess their middle name, their birthday, their favorite color. Quote back to them the reference they were speaking about before. Reserve that restaurant for their birthday. Do that. Do that. And if you fail, that's also fine. You can also choose not even to do the test. You can say, I refuse to do this test. And then reflect why. Why are we doing this test? What's important for you there? But don't, don't shy away from it. Don't get insulted that they're testing you. In fact, say, I don't want to do this test right now, but I'm willing to discuss why was that important for you. And now, as the tester, if you test your partner and you own it or you don't, and they go for it, they succeed, celebrate them. Give them a high five, bow to them, celebrate them, rock it. They went and they passed your test. If they failed, then my suggestion to you is, is tell them why were you testing? What was important for you there? Reflect where are you feeling unstable or not sure of yourself that you even need to test them. Take that as an opportunity to look inside and say, why am I testing? What's important for me? What are my values here? Reflect. Actually use that to jump up in the spiral of wanting to actually share what's important for you. And just like you went through tests during school and high school and college, so do your relationships need to be tested again. The biggest questions though is, can you own it and test playfully? Can you allow yourself and your partner to succeed? Can you allow them to fail the tests? Will you still love them if they fail the tests? Can you use the test to realize what's actually important for you and what you're not willing to give up or sacrifice? And can you find other ways of feeling safe and brave so that sometimes you won't need to test them, you will just give them an automatic pass? So testing is natural, just let your partner know. My name is Dr. Osservo Minnelli, and this is The Potential State. I'll see you next time.